0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, the Lord is good. Amen. How many people are excited about God out here? You know, you got to stay excited. Praise God. You know why? Because God's excited about you. Amen. And God has what? Do you believe that God has a good plan for your life? Because if you don't believe that, you, you're in trouble. Amen. You've got to believe that God has some good things, no matter what you may be encountering today. Anybody ever encounter any setbacks in here? Anybody ever dealing with any kind any of setbacks? Today I'm going to talk to you about, you know, the power of patience. We're talking about power fruit. And um, I'm not talking about kiwi or anything like that. But uh, I'm talking about you walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Somebody say the fruit of the Spirit. And so it's in Galatians. And I like this because, you know, I'm going to say this. There is a battle. Do you know that you're in a battle? Amen. Amen. It's always a battle. You know, in ourselves, you know, uh, we're battling. You're battling the flesh. Amen. Anybody ever battle the flesh in here? I kind of battled the flesh yesterday. Amen. I won't go all into it, but maybe I should. But but you know it, it, it's it's hard to keep this thing in in check. anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the thing under your nose. It's hard. I mean, I mean, wow, your your mouth can get you in trouble. And we got to be very careful. So I'm going to talk to you about patience today. How many? The power of patience. Amen. Anybody like patience in here? It's like you know you heard that story of this one young Christian that got saved and. He was you know he he heard about prosperity and the good you know God wants you prosperous, and he started praying to the Lord, and he asked the Lord, how much is a million dollars to you Lord and the lord said, a million dollars that's like a that's like a penny that's like a drop of a million dollars is nothing and th- so he said to the lord he said, well you know um uh how, how 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 long is a minute? Now this is not scriptural base because I already figured out a minute is about forty one years in God's time. If if a day is a thousand years, yes, I figured that out. So, uh, but let's just say a, a minute is hundred years. And so he says to 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 the young man, a minute is like hundred years. And he said, God, can I ask you another question? And God says, Sure. He said, Can I have a million dollars? And God said, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A minute is like 100 years. So, so what is it? how come it seems like, you know, the promises of God can seem, seem to be elusive? In other words, we're standing on promises, but they just, it's like the carrot that keeps, you know. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes the promises of God can take way too long. Am I, am I talking to anybody in the house today? Is anybody standing on a promise of God or have have you seen everything that you're believing God for? Have you seen it come to pass yet? Or, 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 or are you, do I have any believers in the house today? Or do I have some people that are in, are in that valley of doubt? In that valley of I don't know if God's going to come through. I I I've been waiting a long time. I I just don't see it happening and and, and, I, and, and when we run out of patience, anybody, anybody ever run out of patience in here? Anybody, it makes you want to run out on God. Oh, I'm talking today. Are you here? Do you ever feel like, you know, God's taking too long? You almost want to run out. There's a, there, there's a, there's a lot of quitters out here. Amen. Do you know, there's a lot of people that just quit. Yes. They quit on God. Yes. Yes. They quit on the promises. Yes. Quitters. Quitters. But somebody say, I'm not a quitter. Not a and so there's two things that's going to happen when you start running out of patience. I'm going to get on my notes here. But when you run out of patience, you're going to get mad. That's one of the things that's going to happen. When you get out of patience, what happens? You get mad. You get dog mad. Right? And what else happens? You, 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 you may end up getting a bad attitude and you may end up quit in the process. I'm going to say this to you today. Don't quit. In the process. In other words, you're going to have to keep pressing in until you see the promises of God. In Galatians, because, you know, I really believe patience uh, undergirds our faith. And when we're walking in patience, it's going to undergird us until we get to the finish line. Do you know, I'm going to say this, that we're in a race. Yes, amen. You guys know that. But it's, it's not a sprint. Think about that. It, it's, it's a long distance. Anybody, any long distance runners out here? Anybody ever ran a marathon out here? Yeah, I don't. I, I, nobody has run a marathon in this church. My God. Amen. How many people like watching the runners? I don't like watching marathon runners unless they trip and fall. No, I won't go. But uh, Come on. Everybody likes to see somebody fall every once in a while. Why? Because we fall every once in a while, don't we? And so in Galatians... I didn't go over too big, but in Galatians... In Galatians 5, Blame the Holy Spirit. He writes my material. No. In Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness... Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's a big list, Pastor. <laughs> sure. How many people are walking full throttle in all the fruit of the Spirit out here? None of you. Amen. So we're going to have an altar call at the end, amen. Of repentance. But we need to be walking in the fruit of the Spirit. And and of course, we we know that we know that 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 love is the tree, that, that it's the root that produces the fruit of the spirit in our lives. Isn't that right? And so love is, and, and, and we know that, that we have, if we receive God, if we receive Jesus, we should not be acting like the world. Amen. You know, the world acts, you know, crazy out there. You know, there's a lot of strife in the world. There's a lot of hate in the world. There's a lot of division in the world, but that should not be said of us. Amen. In other words, we need to be walking in the love of God. We need to we need to understand God's love. So 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 we know this that Romans 5, 5 says the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so his love is shed abroad in our hearts. So we have the ability to love like Jesus. And really, in Second Peter, a one, three and four. I love this. Because, see, some of us, I, you know, we're, we're walking this walk. It seems like the longer I walk this walk, the less spiritual I feel. Anybody know what I'm talking about? In other words, it seems like, you know, at first I thought I had a handle on love. I thought I, you know, the first couple of years of walking with God, oh, yeah, I got it. But then you start hitting some bumps in the road. And then you start hitting some setbacks. And you start, you, you, you start off like... Man, you start off like a Trojan. You come out of the gates running. I'm ready for God. But then you start hitting some bumps in your walk with Christ. Anybody, anybody out here has hit some bumps? I call them speed bumps. How many people like speed bumps out here? When you're trying to move through that, that neighborhood, cutting through the traffic light. No, oh yeah, I guess you don't do that. And then there's the speed bumps. What are those speed bumps designed to do? Slow you down. How many people like to be slowed down in here? None of us. In other words, we want, we want, we want to get out there and start moving, especially when God starts revealing to us things that He wants us to do and we start running. We want to run. We want to move. But sometimes there's speed bumps in this life and, and, and we encounter these speed bumps and we start off great. But then what happens is we start off fired up for the things of God. But what the, the, the life, can somebody say life? has a tendency to put out the fire of God in our lives. Oh, you hear what I'm today? And I don't know about you, but I don't want to burn out. Amen. I don't want to burn out. I want, I want to burn up for God. Yes, yes. I want to stay on fire for God. So, so you have to understand that this race is a long-distance run. And it's a process. And I really believe in the process of us believing... For whatever promises that we're standing on. That process, God is molding us into the people that he wants us to be. In other words, we don't have, can I say it this morning? We don't have the character yet. We're, we're, we're lacking in, in, in some character areas. Are, we, are you hearing what I say? And God wants us to have some character in other words, he wants us to be able to be able, when he gives us the million dollars, you know, like that young man. Wait a minute. It, when he gives us the million dollars, he doesn't want that million dollars having us. In other words, he doesn't want us. You know, OK, I got the million, I got what God. Want, I got everything God, that I believe God for. I don't need church anymore. I don't need the Bible anymore. I don't need other believers. I got money. Money won't get you there. It doesn't matter. You can have all the things and still be a miserable person. Amen. 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 I like to say this. God adds, you know, his grace on our stuff. If you don't have God's grace on what you have, then you're not going to enjoy it. Are you listening? If you don't have God's grace on your stuff, in other words, the stuff you have stuff, but the stuff doesn't have you. So it just adds to whatever the joy that you already have. And if you're waiting, you know, if you're waiting for that promise to manifest before you, are going to say hallelujah. If you're waiting for the promise to manifest before you go back to church. Well, I'm not going back to church until God answers my prayer. Uh, You may be waiting a long time. In other words, we're going to have to get, listen, uh, you, we're going to have to get a good attitude in the waiting room. Yes, amen. You know, I had a doctor's appointment this past week. And uh, you know how the doctors keep you waiting? I kept him waiting because I was late. <laughs> I turned the tables on the doctor. He was in the waiting room. I don't think he liked that too much. But I was running late. Anybody ever run late out here? Amen. Amen. And so we run late. Yeah, that's, why, that's why if you're going to gear up toward, listen, you're going to have to be patient in this life. Because we're going to be waiting in a lot. Of, we're going to be in line. We're going to be at traffic lights. We're going to be waiting. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And, and you, better, you better set some margin. In your life. In other words, you need to calculate how long something going to take. And then if it's for God, just double the time. Can I say that again? If you're ever doing anything for God and you think, oh, that should take five minutes. Go help that person. You better better schedule an hour. It's going to take 20 minutes for me to help this person do this. You better schedule. Why? Because there's an enemy out here. There is a devil out here. There's spiritual forces out here arrayed to slow us down, to keep us from accomplishing what God wants us to accomplish. It's designed to get us frustrated in the process. Any frustrated people in the house today? Anybody that seems to be in that valley today? I got good news for you today. God can, listen, what you don't really, you don't really need the fulfillment of the promise per se. You just need a perspective change. You just need to have a perspective change of, of what's going on in that valley. You need to change your perspective. What God is doing, He's preparing a table in the presence of your enemies. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So what we need is we don't always need the promise to manifest because it's going to be always something else. You know, like they asked this, this multimillionaire, you know, how much, you know, how much money does he need to be, be, be happy? And he said, just a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? In other words, we got, we, we got to be very careful that we're not getting this attitude where we just need just a little bit more to make us happy. Amen. Amen. And so we need, a, we need to understand that. I'm not going with my notes today. I'm trying to go with my notes. Hallelujah. So, so 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 we have, listen, I didn't get to that scripture. In 1 Peter, in 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4, it says that, that we have, uh, I'm trying to stay in my notes. We have uh, the, the divine nature. Do you know you have divinity on the inside of you? Do you know that you have God on the inside of you? You have the divine power of God that will help you to overcome whatever obstacle. Will help you overcome whatever setback. That will help you overcome whatever you're dealing with. You got God. You have the almighty God on the inside. You have the divine nature. Yes, and the problem is when we encounter problems or issues or setbacks, we just look at our own little selves. Like, what can we do? We're just little us Amen. against all the circumstances. But you can do something. What? Pastor, you, you? listen, listen, you can make a path with your words. Yes. You, you can, you know, you know, my my car that my, my truck that I have is called a pathfinder. You, you can you can, but by the power of the spoken word. You can you can cause those setbacks, those mountains that seem to be impossible. You can speak to these mountains and they have to be removed. Now, the problem is it may take a little time. It may not just happen overnight. You better be glad that see, see. See, death and life are in the power. You better be glad that, you know, that, that your words don't come to pass every time you speak out of your mouth. Because God said, oh, OK, Jesus came to you this morning, you know, and listen, everything you say will come out that comes out of your mouth will come to pass. You better be very you better be very controlled on your tongue. Because some of the things you say, you don't want to come to pass, especially things you say out of anger Things that you say out of frustration, yes, amen. things. That, are you listening to what I'm saying? You better be glad that there's a process of time before, because your words are powerful. They're like seeds; they're containers of death or life. And so, what the enemy's trying to do is, when we get out of patience, what the enemy's trying to do is get us to speak out of our emotions and our feelings, things that we really don't want. And when we keep speaking like that, the mountain's going to get bigger. I don't know why God doesn't seem to be coming through. I don't know why God doesn't hear me. I don't know why I never see my prayers answered. My Lord. And then we have angels that are listening. We got devils out here listening to us. They're legal devils. They're writing it all down. Why? Because they can act on your words as well. And then we have angels of God. The Bible talks about angels and they hearken to the voice of God's word. And so we have angels that can work on our behalf. And so we can by 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 lining up our words with God's words and and lining up our confession, you know, that that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, that you will live and not die and declares the works of the Lord, that that your kids will be taught of the Lord, that great peace are your you know, your children will have. Glory to God. You know, as you start as you start speaking, so the enemy, what he's trying to do, is in the frustration, in that place where where we we we're about ready to throw our hands up. Lord. Have you ever felt like quitting? My, my, my. When you feel like you like up, that's when you throw up both hands and start worshiping the Lord. That's when you start worshiping. So we have the divine nature in us. Glory to God. We have that divine nature on the inside of us. And so, listen, patience. Let me just give you a give you a definition of patience. Patience is the capacity to accept or talk or tolerate. You guys like the word tolerate out here? Okay, I don't think so. To tolerate delay, trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. Can I say that again? Patience is the capacity to accept or to tolerate delay, trouble or su- suffering without getting angry or upset. I, 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 I think I got that from, uh, from somebody else. But this one I got this morning. Patience is, is persevering. I like this one better. Patience is persevering through seemingly setbacks. I say seemingly setbacks. Can I say that again? Patience is persevering through seemingly setbacks with a good attitude until we obtain the desired goal. Okay. In other words, sometimes there's a setback, but it may not be always the devil. And, I, and, and, and it may not, God's not holding it back, but it may be, the, may, may be a process of us having to grow into a place where we can walk in it. In other words, God is allowing some time so we can grow into being able to handle what God has for us. Because I don't want God giving me something that I can't handle. Amen. Amen. In other words, I want to be ready for it. Yes. Now, when you think about patience, you've got to think about, you have to think about, well, man, I'm getting ahead of myself. You've got to think about all the patriarchs. And, you, and when you think about all these people, I mean, you go with uh, who, who, Noah. And when I think about Noah, how long did it take him to build the ark? A hundred years. One hundred years. And while he was building the, the, the ark on dry land, and, uh, and he was a, a righteous preacher, I'm sure that ark was big enough to hold more than eight people. And he kept preaching, the rain's coming. And, he's, uh, and, and this ark is big enough for whoever wants to join us and help us build this ark. But what did they do? They laughed at him and scorned him. Right. This man's building an ark, it's never even rained. What is rain? What is rain? What are we doing at Sea Life Church? We're building an ark. Well, what are we doing? You, you, you're, what are you doing when you come to church? There, there's an ark of safety. That you're building not just for yourself but for your family and generations to come. You, when you come out, see when you come to church, see, see, there's a lot. There's, see, there's still people that that attend our church. They're not making it into church. They're, they're not realizing the value of, of of the church being the pillar of truth. They're, 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 they're misguided in some way, thinking that they can get it somewhere else when this is where they need to be so they can get the tools to build the ark so that when the storms of life comes, which will come, that you will float above and not be sucked down under. And so right now, you don't realize what you're getting, but you're getting so strong in the Lord because the storm is coming, the storm is coming to try to suck you down in the muddy grubs of life and try to suck you where it will take you. See, the devil is after your hope. Yes, amen. Yes, yes. See, if you have no hope, you've got no faith. Amen. So the devil wants to invert hope in your life. In other words, he wants you to think it's just going to get, it's just going to go from bad to worse. The devil wants you to get in a vision of, of, of destitution. He wants, to, he wants to get you a, a vision that it ain't going to, it's not working. Who told you it's not working? Just look around. Who told you? I, I listened to um, Todd White, I was watching him yesterday. Man. That man's on fire for God, man. I'm just trying to catch up with him. Amen. And um, he, he was saying that he prayed for over, you know, talk about patience. This man heard a message. Glory to God, I'm going off my script. This man heard a message. And uh, he was actually in church, just got saved, and the pastor had a healing service and prayed for this person that had terminal cancer. And they got a report back that the terminal cancer was healed. And, 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 and Todd said, wow. And he said, Mark 16, 15 says, if you, you can pray, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And, and he came up to his pastor and says, if it works in a church, it could work outside the church. I mean, if God can heal people in the church, what could he do outside the church? And so he started praying for people. And he started praying for an average of 10 people a day. And and hadn't seen a result. Think about that. Somebody, you got a problem with your leg? Not operating in the gifts, just going by faith. And he did this day after day after day. One day turned into a week. One week turned into two weeks. A solid month and had not one positive report of somebody being healed instantly. And then he went to the second month. Nothing. Prayed for him. How do you feel? I still feel rotten. Okay. Well, praise God. Just keep going. And you know, can you imagine praying for people and nothing happening? Now, I, I, I can't wait to talk to him because, because he, that's his testimony. But the Bible does say as they went, they were healed. So he doesn't really know all the prayers, if it did affect them or not. He just didn't see a report at that moment. Ooh, man, that's some revelation there. Just because you don't see anything happening doesn't mean it's not happening. Just because you pray a prayer and you're believing and you stand on the word of God and you don't see all the symptoms leave your body doesn't mean the power of God's not working in your body. Oh, you listen to what i saying Jay. In other words, you've got to keep the switch of faith turned on. You've got to still believe that the power of God is working and that you are recovering. Amen. So he kept praying and praying and praying. And he prayed for he, over a thousand people. Wow. And as far as he was concerned, nothing happened. But then he got into a meeting. Of course, he doesn't tell about this stuff all the time because I study this man, you know, because I want to know man, this guy's doing it. You know, it's, it's something about just hearing the word. You know, we come in here and we hear the word. And oh, yeah, pastor, you really got me fired up. And then you get home. I'm so fired up. Where's that lazy boy? <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's talk. About, he talked about, yo. let's go out to eat. He talked about witnessing and doubling your, your, your money at the table. Uh, uh, we can't afford that. And that waitress was a real jerk. Uh, they're not even going to get anything. And and we don't realize that we're here. Listen, the circumstances shouldn't control you. You need to control your circumstances. The darkness was never meant to swallow us up. No, the light in us was always meant to swallow the darkness up around us. The light in us is greater than the darkness, the setbacks, the disease, the weakness, whatever sin you might be dealing with. No, the light of God's power is greater than the weakness that you're dealing with, your kids are dealing with, whatever you're dealing with. No, God's word is greater. God is greater. He's greater. Some of you, it's a miracle that you're sitting here today. Because you might have quit just 50, 20 times last week. I ain't going out there to hear that pastor pump me up. That's all he tries to pump me up. And nothing ever happens. Because you're sitting here lazy, boy, not doing anything. Oh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. I was thinking about getting one of those massage chairs. So I would never leave the house. I'll just be an intercessor prayer prayer person. Just pray that everybody else will do it. Listen. I'm not against intercessory prayer, but there's a time to pray, but there's a time to get out there. Amen. So he prayed, but he was in a meeting. And in the meeting, he, was, he, he, he heard, and it was a healing meeting. And, and the minister, uh, and he was thinking about being, um, he, was, uh, he was studying a, a scripture that talks about being, um, um, uh, uh, baptized in the fire of the Holy Spirit. Anybody ever heard about b- being baptized in the fire of the Holy Spirit? And, and, and the minister up there said, you've been thinking about being baptized in the, whole, the fire of the Holy Spirit. He said, God's doing that right now. And the Holy Spirit went all over him. And he goes, ah! How would you like to have the Holy Spirit come on you like that? How would you like to have, oh, my Lord! And I'm telling you, the fire of God got all over him. He was like, he said, how do you feel? Get it off of me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Why? Because the power of God, when it hits human flesh, you're going to do a couple things. You may see people fall out because the power of God will knock you down. Yeah, yeah. 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 Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? The power of God will set you free. Some of us need to be set free, not of the devil, of yourselves. Oh, now I'm preaching today. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, you need to start forget about what people think. It doesn't matter what they think. It matter what God thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Because people aren't your judge. Right. Right. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Yes. So we got we to get a revelation of God's love, glory to God. And so, he, so he, he got that. And the next day, you know, because he would be always praying and nothing was happening. And the next day, guess what happened? Uh, uh, he had a thought. This man has two vertebrae that's... that's um, that's um, pinched or something like that. Some wrong leg. He said, do you have two vertebrae? And he gave the, he, the description and it just came to, it popped in his head. And the guy said, yeah, how'd you know? He said, I don't know. He just came to me. He said, you mind if I pray for you? He prayed for me and the guy got healed. Thank you. What? He just kept doing it. He would have kept doing it. Kept doing it until he found that scripture. As they were healed, they, as they went, they were healed. And that would have validated all the other times. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? What am I saying today? You just can't give up and quit. What I'm saying to you today, I'm saying the patriarchs had opportunities to quit all the time. Who's the patriarchs? The people in the Bible. They had opportunities to quit all the time. I mean, Noah could have quit, but he did. He built the ark. Abraham, the father of our faith. The father of our faith. How long did it take him to see the promised child? 25 years. Remember at first we started serving God, he threw Sarah under the bus a couple times. Does anybody remember that? Do you know that that Abraham was in a process of becoming the father of faith? Are you listening? He wasn't he wasn't the same Abraham when he started off with God until until the end. In other words, he was in a process incubation period. Some of us are in an incubation period. If I'm saying it right. Some of us are in a process. We're we're, we're growing. There's a process. We're growing in the fruit. Yes, Yes, you know, patience. Yes, another word for patience is perseverance. We, We have to persevere through the muck and the mire of this life until we see the promise. And Abraham, you know, you know, did a flesh thing? Had had you know uh, you know with Hagar had a had a son with Hagar and Ishmael, yeah. and you know and then finally God you know stopped talking to him for about ten years. He was all wrapped up in the Ishmael. Sometimes we we, we we get off on something else when God's supposed to be. He wants us focused on the vision and the dream that He has for us. And sometimes when we don't see it happening, we start shifting to other things, making hopefully that would be that will fill our. Boat, you know what I'm saying? That would fill our glass. But you know, no, no, no. keep doing what God's calling you to do. I might be preaching to myself. But keep calling, doing what God wants you to do. And Abraham finally got to a point where God said, came to him and said, walk before me and and walk before me. And so, and, and Abraham's name was changed to Abraham, means father of many nations. God called him a father of many nations before he had the promised child. And you're going to have to start calling those things that be not as though they were. You're going to have to start calling light in a dark area. You're going to have to start speaking the word of God. And as you speak the word of God in faith. The problem is we speak it, but it's not in faith. It's still in doubt and unbelief. I'm trying to believe God. No, you got to speak it in faith. You got to believe. How do you know you're in faith uh, in the promises of God what you're standing on? Check your attitude. Where is your attitude in the process of receiving the promise? And if your attitude is stinking attitude, then you're not really in faith. Because you're going to get, you're gonna have to change your attitude. You're going to have to start praising and worshiping God in the process. You're going to have to start elevating the bigness of God, not the bigness of your problem. Amen. Amen. You're going to have to start pressing in and thanking God that, that it's already done by faith. Yes, Are you, oh, you listening to what I'm saying today? You're going to have to get your faith in the now. Yes, You're going to have to call those things that be not as though they were. Yes, I like what it says in, in Philippians 4, 11 and 13. It says, not that I speak in regard to need. For I have learned whatever state that I am in is to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound everywhere in all things I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. This is Paul, and he's saying that you know he's been in situations where he was living the high life and he was living in high cotton, as they would say okay and then and then other times he was. Down in the dirt, if I may. And he, he said, but he dealt with all these and then he says he has learned. He's learned something. He, he's learned something. He learned that to keep, that he was going to keep his attitude right when things weren't going wrong. And then he finally says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that, that scripture right there means that no matter what obstacle, no matter what setback, no matter the process of time, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. No matter what it looks like, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Listen, there, there's going to be three things that will going to cause us to lose our patience. Number one, we got to be very careful that we're not getting jealous of other people. Because the enemy will want us to look at what other people are doing, what they have, what they've obtained, and we can start getting comparative idleness, if, if that's the word. Comparative, not idleness, but idleness. <laughs> what does that mean? We, we start comparing ourselves with other people. And we start looking and calculating where we're at and where they're at. And 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 we can start getting out and say, Well, that's not right. they listen, it's not over yet. Amen. Amen. It's not over yet. You know who won the, the race? It wasn't the hare, it wasn't the rabbit, it was the turtle. Because yes. he had jet engines in the back. No. It, it, it was the turtle that won the race. It wasn't the it wasn't the rabbit. Right. That was a cartoon. You guys probably didn't catch it. But um, are you listening to what I say? The turtle won. Yes. The race. Why? Because he kept steady and he stayed on track. The rabbit got all let back and forth, went all around. And he said he thought he had it all together. No, no, you keep steady. You keep on track. You keep moving forward. Yes, it might be an inch at a time, but keep moving. Keep moving. Take one step after the other step. One step and then pretty soon you'll be walking through that door. You'll be in that promised land of milk and honey. You just got to keep moving. You need to keep moving. And as you move by faith, God will do it. Do you believe it today? So we need to be very careful about jealousy. We know that Cain and Abel, and you know, that I, I love that story. And, and Cain and Abel, you know, Cain was jealous of Abel because Abel received the blessing. Glory to God. And, and, and we know that God said to, to Cain, you can be blessed too if you do right. But Cain didn't want to walk God's walk. He wanted to do it his way. And so he was jealous. He didn't want to do it. See, see a lot of times we don't, we, we want shortcuts. People want shortcuts. Do I have to go to church? Do I have to read my Bible? Do I have to give my tithes? Do I have to witness? You don't have to do anything. But do you want to walk in the blessings? Yes. Then you, what you do is you develop a heart of love towards God and the things of God. And you start getting into God's program. Hello. And you start doing what God, what you believe God wants you to do. Hello. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And yes, you get to go to church. Because we could be in a communist country. And the Bible could be outlawed. And you don't know how blessed you are. And you don't know that some people are taking their very lives in their hands by trying to get to a meeting that God is being taught in. Taking their very lives. Of course, if you get to out to the beach, you might be taking your life. And, you know, I won't go there. But taking. it. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so you need, it's a privilege to come to church. It's a privilege to have a Bible that we just keep on a coffee table with a dust on it. No, it's a privilege to read your Bible. It's a privilege to pray. It's a privilege to have freedom. It's a privilege to walk and, and be a blessing to somebody else. That's, that's a privilege. What, what are you doing when you do all that? You're sowing good seed. And whatever you sow will come back. And I want to be a good seed sower. I want to make sure I'm sowing good seed into the kingdom of God. Because I want to reap a great harvest. And so if we don't grow weary in well-doing, in sowing good seed. In other words, if somebody is more blessed than you are, celebrate with them. And pretty soon you will have that blessing too. But don't get in anger and curse them like Cain did to Abel and he ended up leaving God, going his own way, doing his own thing. Number two, we got to be careful that, 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 that we don't lose our patience because we have unfulfilled expectations of what we believe people should be doing. Okay, that's a good one. Because the unfulfilled expectations will get you angry about what you think they need to be doing. Hello. You've got to pray for these people. And this guy, that uh, Todd White, you know, he came out of uh, 22 years of drugs. He treated his, his family like trash. But then God totally turned his life around. And then he started praying for everybody out there. And his wife started hating, hating him for it because now he's too religious. <laughs> can you love God too much? You can. Especially if your spouse is not where, they, they, where you feel they need to be. Are you listening? Sometimes we feel like we have to throttle down in our faith. No, no, throttle up on your faith. Pray for your spouse. Sanctify your family with your faith. Start praying and believing that they're coming in to that greater level of spirituality that they need to be in. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so we have unfulfilled expectations. And those unfulfilled expectations get us, gets us into a place where we get out of patience and we get angry. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we need to be very careful about that, about being let down, glory to God. Number three, uh, we can lose our patience when we allow pride or arrogance to get in the way in our life. Amen. So we got to make sure that we don't allow pride, especially spiritual pride. We got to be very careful about spiritual pride. See, you might be a believer that you may believe you're doing everything right. And the other person's doing everything wrong. Be careful. Because you may not be doing everything right. And sometimes we get this spiritual pride about us. And I call it the uppity, spiritual, Pharisee, you know, attitude. And you start looking down on other people. And we, be very, we need to be very careful that we're not looking down on people. They may, not be, they may not have the calling you have. Amen. They may not have the anointing that you are going after. They may not want that. They may not want many crowns in heaven. They may not want to have an inheritance in the kingdom of God. Maybe you do. Maybe when you get to heaven, you're going to have that robe of righteousness instead of that gown of salvation barely making it in through the skin of your teeth. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to just barely make it into the kingdom of God. I don't want to just sit on my lazy boy and just sit around and just wait until God moves. No, it's time for the church to start moving. It's time for us to start moving forward. And a lot of times we're saying, God, I'm waiting on you to act. And God's waiting on you to act. Amen. And you've heard that before. I have been acting. Well, keep acting then. Amen. I've been speaking. Keep speaking then. Who told you to Quit speaking. You keep speaking the word. No matter if the symptoms are getting worse, keep speaking the word. No matter if the circumstances get worse, keep praying the word. No matter what it looks like, keep doing it. Eventually, it will come to pass. come to pass so as we as we look at these things and as we as we understand these these things will come in to get us out of patience which is designed to really get us speaking the wrong things thinking the wrong things acting the wrong way in other words it gets us in a place where we want to just quit And listen, you got to go with that Bible scripture that says, don't grow weary in well-doing. If you faint not, you will reap the blessing. The Bible says, don't cast away your confidence for you have need of patience. So that after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. So we don't want to cast away our confidence. What do you mean, Pastor? Don't cast away your confidence in God. God's great. He's awesome. He's big. He can change it in a New York second. Man, he could flood this church of people right now. I mean, next Sunday, it could be standing room only. Yes, amen. Right. Amen. Are you ready for it? And am I ready for it? That's right. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Standing room only. You better have your head screwed on straight when all the blessings start dropping down. Because really, it's, it, it's, it, sometimes it's easier to serve God in the valley than on top of the mountain. Because when you're on top of the mountain, you start thinking you're all that in a bag of chips. And you better have your feet really solid to the ground. Amen. I like what uh, this one uh, minister, uh, he's not minister, Casey, I think his name was. He, he did a, a talk show radio where he, he, showed, he played the top. He said, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. And we gotta keep anybody know what I'm talking about. And keep your feet on the ground. And you gotta keep reaching for, I know some of you got it. You keep reaching for the stars. In other words, we gotta be balanced in who we are. Yes, in God, we're great in God, but outside of God or in our pride, we're nothing. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, his wife despised. He became a new man, despised him, because every time they would go out, talking about Todd White, go out, you know, to the store, he'd be witnessing everybody and praying for everybody. And she says, you're an embarrassment to me. Only pastors should be doing that. Wow, would you like to have a wife like that? <laughs> why don't you curse God and die? You know, she didn't say that, but she was getting really negative. I won't ever go out with you in public again. And this guy loves God. He is a 180. And finally, one day, can I finish this story? One day. You know, she said, after nine months of not going out. Boy, some of you men might love that. But anyway, um, nine months of going out shopping. She said, you always take too long. We're going out today. And so she, they went out. And, uh, and, and, and he had his little girl. She's a seven-year-old girl. And, and he was going with her. She said, you have a debit card. I have a debit card. You, this is your list. This is my list. And we're going separate ways. You buy your stuff. And then and the little girl said, Daddy, you're not going to witness today. She said, he said, of course we will. Mommy's over there. We're over here. So, you know, and so there's this lady in a wheelchair. And and, and he said, and, and he said, ma'am, and he had a little girl who was with her. Maybe that was seven, eight-year-old little girl. Ma'am, would you like prayer? She said, I don't need prayer. I, I pray every night with a man on TV. And he said, well, you know, but you look like you could need some prayer. Let me pray for you. She said, no, I, no, really. I don't need prayer. I pray all the time. She was kind of a little negative. And so he said, uh, he, he said, wouldn't you little girl like for you to play with her if you were up out of that wheelchair? And she got really mad at him. Like, what, how can you t-? And then the little girl said, please, dad, please, uh, grandma, please let the man pray for you. Please let the man. She got, OK, pray for me. And so he prayed for her. Nothing, and he said, please get out, try to get out, and she said, I can't, I'm in pain. He said, try to do something in faith, and she had surgery where she had two discs that were surged together, and she was really in a wheelchair. She couldn't really get out, but she tried to get up, and she got up, the, and he started praying again the second time, uh, her, her back popped twice, pop, pop, and she was totally healed. And she got up and then and she got She said, I'm up. And, and then the little girl said, Run, Mom, run, Grandma, run. She said, Okay, she started running and she ran and she was healed that day. And then the wife came and saw all this going on and said, What are you doing? And then and, and the lady said, I'm healed and lifted up her shirt and showed all the uh, surgery marks on her back, and that wife saw that, saw her husband, and, and, and she had a God moment and broke down and started crying. Why? Because it's not about us. This thing is not to be you thinking, this is all about me and my problem and what I'm going through. No, your problem is going to be your promotion. Your, your, your uh, misery is going to be your ministry. I like that. In other words, God's going to reveal something to you through what you're going through so that you can come out and be a mighty conqueror in that area. You believe that today? And I'm telling you, it was worth Todd White praying for a thousand people, seemingly not seeing anything. And that day, there was reconciliation with that family. And she said, I won't ever stop what God wants to do in your life. And she apologized, broke down, and and they just broke down together, brought unity to the house. Why? When you start bringing unity with God and other people, God will start bringing unity in your life. And when you start bringing out and praying for people and seeing people blessed, I have to take the time. Most of us are too busy. Like I said, we're so wrapped up in ourselves. That always makes a small package. And we need to stop being wrapped up in ourselves. Amen. And we need to start getting out there and doing what God's calling us to do. Did you receive it this morning? Amen. Father, let's bow our heads. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness today. And I thank you, Father God, you are interested in, the, in, in the, the, the promises that we're standing on. And you want to see them come to pass in our lives. And I know there's people that are in the valley today. But I thank you, Father God, that they're coming out of that valley by focusing on you and worshiping you. And I believe, Father God, praise will raise them up. And as they praise and start speaking the promises, not allowing the enemy and their flesh to pull them down... I thank you, Father God, it will come to fruition. Maybe you're out here today. Maybe you're watching online. And you, you, you just don't have a, you're not sensing the presence of God. Maybe you're not walking with God. You know God's been moving on your heart to come to church. Maybe you've been watching this broadcast for a while. You watch every Sunday. And the Lord is saying, you need to come out to exceed Life Church. Well, well I want, we want to see you out next week, glory to God. But maybe you're watching and you don't know you have a relationship with God. Well, today's your day. So just pray this prayer after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.